Hey everyone, it's James here. Before we get started with this episode, I wanted to mention jewelrybrands.shop. They have quite an amazing collection of Star Wars pins, money clips, earrings, necklaces, keychains, and more. It's a great place to pick up a gift for somebody, even if they aren't into Star Wars, because there's jewelry from Marvel, DC, Hasbro, Nickelodeon, and hey, look at that, even Dragon Ball Z. Get over there and check out with promo code TRB to get 10% off your purchase. That's jewelrybrands.shop and promo code TRB at checkout. Welcome back to the Resistance Broadcast. I'm John. How's it going? How's everybody doing on this sort of maybe holiday for some of you? Fourth of July weekend. Uh, if you are back at work, I apologize. I'm not. But uh, hopefully this episode kicks your Monday blues away. And if you are on holiday and you're sitting by a pool and you're having a beverage, throw on some TRB. We all, you already are if you're listening to this. So uh, we're, <laughs> we're happy, to, happy to join you on this uh, July 5th. Hopefully everyone had a great holiday weekend. Everyone was safe, uh, played safe. James and Lacey with me as always. A uh, little different than last year where everyone was really hunkered down. Did you guys do anything for this uh, 4th of July holiday weekend? Same thing I always do, John. Um, try to take over the world. No, I'm just I kidding. Know, uh, no. <laughs> no one can ever say that it. sentence anymore was, without pinking their brain it, coming. It right was out. the pattern, yeah. yeah. No, it's just, uh, yeah, we, we went out to um, my in-law's um, lake house or whatever and just had some fun with the family or whatever. And, uh, yeah, it was fun. It was a good time. Nice. How about you, LG? Uh, I had a pretty boring 4th of July uh i'm prepping my house for a lot of work to be done soon so just doing why are you why is james doing the eyebrow thing what i i thought maybe it was baby related oh oh no 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 uh we're getting central air put in and i'm getting my bathroom redone so that is those are two time those are two big times right there Mm -hmm. two big times very cool Mm mm-hmm um, I wish it came before the past week, which was miserable. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and it will actually make your life better with the baby because at least my baby hates being hot. So the central air will mm, take care of that problem. I hate being hot a... as well. So there's that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I I love being hot. Do you? Oh, God. No, You're being so weird today. <laughs> Honestly, what is going on with you? Matt, Matt likes to get into the car when it's really hot out and he'll sit in it with the windows up like if it's been in a parking lot at a store like it's a sauna oh my god it drives me bananas i'm like roll down the windows what are you doing and he's just sitting i just yeah i definitely don't think i mind heat as much like my wife always says like oh my god i can't breathe in here like i in the winter i will get into the car turn it on like 90 or like whatever the hottest is and i will go the whole 30 minutes you know drive completely on the hottest setting and, the and i don't even think about it i will be an ice cube by the time i arrive at my destination hmm well no no i mean in the winter he's saying in the winter the heat he turns yeah all the way I'll, up. I'll turn all the heat all the way Lacey's up which is what in people the summer want. she turns yeah. her ac all the way up 
Yes. And there's but your even balance of the force. On hot days, when you're in the winter, when it's really sunny and the car gets hot, I'll turn the AC yep. on. Mm. In the in the winter? Yeah. Well, like when she's saying when it's sunny, right? When it's I'm always the of... first person to roll my window down when it's just a little bit warmer than what it usually is. I don't do the window thing. Oh my god. Are you one of those people that sleeps with the window open in January? I will. Yeah, I love being cold. I am a cold person. Do you? I don't want to get too personal here, but do you, do you guys use like comforters or anything, or are you just like, nah, blankets are not. A, I don't want. I don't like blankets. Yeah. Why would you I... use blankets? My wife well, you used, said you hate you like being cold. Yeah, I like being blankets cold. Blankets stop you from being cold. Oh, okay. Fair yeah, enough. I okay. I always use one blanket. Like I can't. I don't like stacking them up unless I'm freezing. Then I <laughs> then I have to. But you know who I enjoy doesn't one like blanket. blankets? Apparently, no. Les- Leslie Headland. <laughs> That's right. Hates blankets. That's a breaking scoop right there for everybody. What? Um. I don't know, I just made that up. I was like, where um, is this going? Is this in the article that I didn't read? There was not. There was no smooth <laughs> transition, so I just made up something mm-hmm. about her. And uh, that's what you do these days, mm-hmm. especially uh, if folks are watching us on YouTube. That's the thing. <laughs> that's what gets you in the algorithm. Headline of episode, Leslie Headland hates blankets. How about this headline? Five million views. Lacey steals Poe Dameron's ship from National Air and Space Museum. Because when yeah, I saw that yeah. headline, all I thought about was National Treasure. I was like, this is my moment. Nicholas Cage has prepared me for this moment right yeah what's funny about that story is like is it any different than the one that they have at galaxy's edge i don't know probably not i don't know i don't know which one's in galaxy's edge i still haven't been there Uh, galaxy's edge yeah it's pose yeah but but galaxy's edge one has been in mandalorian so no (laughs) Mm -hmm. it's not the same Mm -hmm. um all right well we have some some stories to get into here uh regarding the I guess future of um disney plus and films so james yeah. why don't you shepherd us through so we can give our juicy hot takes it's the resistance these takes are the all the way up to 90 right um <laughs> i prefer frigid takes cold takes frigid like take, the cold takes. takes you can give like James yeah. Bainey saying he wants the Mandalorian to be over. That was a hot take. Was that a apparently. hot take? Oh, that was a hot take. Okay. Yeah, I thought so. Because mm. okay. everybody reacted very strangely to it. Um, well, we got uh, Leslie Headland back uh, again. Now, I think she is becoming uh, kind of a fan favorite in the sense that like, we're all getting very excited about her show and the way she speaks about um how she's going about making it. Um, this is another example to follow up what she was saying about how much she loves all the, the lore and the books and the comics. And now she's connecting everything. Um, she's kind of been on record as saying she didn't really like the prequels, but in this particular interview, she's saying she was fascinated with the Phantom Menace and was, uh, really wondering how did the Jedi get to this point? And now, given this opportunity to tell a story, you know, so many years prior to the events of The Phantom Menace, she's now getting to realize those thoughts uh, that she had when she first saw this movie, which I think she, what did she say? She was like 18 or 20 or something like that when it dropped. So um, kind of a, a, a fun interview uh, to read. Uh, let's go ahead and get into it. Lacey, I'm going to actually start with you on this one. What were your thoughts on Leslie Headland um, presenting the Phantom Menace in in this way and how it's going to help out her show. 
My first thought was, I am both young and old at the same time. I'm old because I remember going to the movie theater to see this, but I'm young because I was younger than when she was. She was like, oh, I was in high school. <laughs> I was like, I literally had no thoughts or deep ponderings about The Phantom Menace when it came out, except where was Luke Skywalker? Like, that was it. That was as far as, like, my deep fan brain went. That's how young I was. Um, I think it's cool. I, anytime someone talks about Star Wars in the way that she talks about it that works on Star Wars, where you're excited and you know, this has been your life and and you've, this is a dream job for you. You know that there's a lot of time, effort and care that are going into the things that they're working on. And every time I read another interview from her, I I get more excited and I'm like, okay, my first impression of judging her on Bachelorette was not fair because she knows her stuff. Not that I didn't think she didn't, but uh, her love for Star Wars goes really, really deep uh, with who she is as a person, I think, farther than just wanting to be a writer and a creator and a filmmaker. So I'm interested to see where she goes with this. But I-, I love that she was talking about how her first initial thought was like, how did we get here? Because then you look at like Hollywood as a whole and you're like, look at all these prequels and origin stories we're getting. <laughs> I guess it's a common th- trend that everybody wants to know. How did we get to this point um but yeah no it's gonna be super interesting like she says yoda goes hmm interesting because i never really considered the viewpoint that she gives which is that no one really questioned anything everyone was just like oh yeah no it's fine and they're like no there's like stuff going on you need to like this big moment prophecy stuff and everyone's like yeah shut up qui-gon yeah no one cares like move on like we know what's best so I'm interesting. I'm interested to see where she goes with this story of hers, and especially because it's coming from the the bad guy side, which is just I love bad guys. So I'm in. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, remind me to, to talk on that point that you just did. I want to get to John though. What what were your thoughts on this uh, particular interview? Her thoughts on Phantom Menace and stuff. Um, I mean, it makes sense because out of all the prequels, because um, I was 16 when the Phantom Menace came out. Wild and crazy sixteen-year-old, um, ready to take 16. on the world. That's right. Ready to Look punch out. a guy in the face for saying something <laughs> to him. No, that was that was college. <laughs> but uh, hi, patrons. You're the only ones who get that. So um, no, it was. I, I found out today's name is JJ, so his name is now JJ. What? Just stop. Just, that's <laughs> John's initials are JJ. That changes everything. <laughs> I had some people in the comments on YouTube, two different people uh, talk about my points and they said, Joey, I'm like, how effing hard is it to get my name right? Just say well, it could be John. them combining your names, like kind of like a ship name, but they're shipping oh, your first name yeah. and your last name. No, it's just people that don't pay like attention. I, if I was Janie or something. Oh, mine yeah, would be lame. Like it would be Lillery. <laughs> <laughs> They say yeah. it speaks to your personality, so I, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Just call him JJ, um, guys, in the comments. So yeah, don't do that. I remember <laughs> when the Phantom Menace came out; it was the uh, like it was very big on the hype and stuff. And it, it like for me, it felt like how it felt like the Force Awakens coming back. Like it was like, wow, Star Wars is back. This is a big deal. It was very exciting, and I'll never forget it. And the build up to it and stuff like that, seeing the figures come out and the new lightsabers. I remember I getting the Qui Gon lightsaber and i remember not liking that it had the red button i was like this is weird i didn't like this <laughs> but uh, that whole 
that whole thing, that whole time, that whole era was huge. And I could see, I could perfectly relate to what she's saying in terms of the excitement and the hype and knowing that Mm -hmm. uh, it was just this big monumental cultural moment. Um, In terms of, you know, her thoughts on it all. I mean, this is, I don't think it's anything new in terms of what people have thought about, like why were the Jedi like this? Why blah, 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 this. But I don't know that the Jedi, the Jedi are supposed to be kind of boring. Like they're supposed to be these, they're supposed to be stoic. They're supposed to be monks in a way. Like I, I wouldn't, expect like yoda and mace windu to hear that a sith has surfaced and be like what oh my god what are we gonna do oh god like that would have been so weird that would have been me it would have been like one of those like trashy shows where it's like and it's like zoom in it's like dun 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 like that's what i want i want the full drama just like lacy would have had a gif gone viral real quick it would have been like Yoda's like, um, Qui-Gon, can you hold on for one second? Oh god, what are we gonna do? <laughs> like just freaking out yeah. mentally. It just cuts meltdown. to Yoda as a confessional. He's like, I yeah. don't how did we get to this point? I don't Yeah. So I don't know. I, I don't think I don't think it's one of those things like watching where modern it's, Jedi. Yeah. Should 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 the Jedi should be, you know, more animated or more shocked or more surprised or anything like that. Uh the how do we get here thing, I mean I think it's just kind of a matter of circumstance because Lucas had to tell Anakin's story. So he's like, we have to put this story at this point in time. The This has to be going on with the Jedi because we need Palpatine to take control and stuff. So it's just a matter of it, it, like, it, it reverse telling the story. Like it starts with Anakin and everything else layers out from that. Um, but, it, you know, I think we kind of get the idea throughout the prequels what happened with the Jedi. They kind of lost their way. They got a little handcuffed and they got kind of... Uh, pigeonholed into uh palpatine turning the republic on them by saying like no they're the ones who are being militants and it was this whole political game so i mean you kind of get what happened throughout the prequels the the only thing i found a little puzzling is when she said the jedi when they were in power because the jedi were never in power that's that's their whole thing they were keepers of the peace not soldiers um so that might have just been a slip of the tongue like she was looking for a certain term to say there i don't think she she believes that the jedi were in power during the time of uh, they were like police or say. I wouldn't say that they were I in think power. she meant so like they had the temple, people consulted them, they knew what was going yeah, on. Yeah, the, the word power in Star Wars is tricky, yeah, though, for yeah. me. I'm just so, saying yeah. if but, I said that, that's what I would have meant is like yeah. they're prestigious. They're not like just like yeah. these little guys over in the corner like later movies. Yeah, I think she, generally when people talk about like say High Republic, for instance, they say at the height of their power, don't they? At the height of at, at at the height of their power, but she was saying when they are yeah. in power. So in power is different than you know. Because there was the a government. Yeah. Power. Yeah. I wouldn't get yeah. too hold up on that, but no, that's what I'm saying. People shouldn't. I'm trying to trying to get through this here. Um, but it, it's it's fine. I think it's interesting. I'm I'm not really too wowed about it. Like oh my god, this is now I'm really geared up. But the fact that she's uh, digging on the Phantom Menace, I think that makes sense because it's it's looked more favorably now if she was making this show 15 years ago she probably wouldn't be saying stuff like this you know what i'm saying so you know you read the room you get the pulse of the people and you feel confident to say you like things like right now it's not cool at all to say i like the rise of skywalker so people won't be like coming out of the star wars show like yeah i'm really borrowing off of you know the themes and stuff from the rise of skywalker but in 15 years when they make a show when the kids who are five or ten years old when the rise of skywalker came out Mm -hmm. and they're the ones on the blogs and they're the ones with the articles and stuff saying i you know what i love the rise of skywalker and it has the same redemption that the prequels got then you'll start seeing people say like 
yeah, we're going to kind of go to that, the force connecting, the force bonding, the force fighting and stuff. And we're going to see the, you know, the transfers of the powers and that's going to get its own revolution. So now's the time for the prequels to get it. And you're seeing it front and center right here with this new show, The Acolyte, where she's saying the Phantom Menace is an influence of mine. If you read this headline 15 years ago, people would be like, that is insane. But now, yeah, why, would, why would Lucasfilm do that? They're taking their worst. Yeah, but now property it's or whatever, now yeah. it's a different it's a different ball game. And I'll say it, Phantom Menace is my favorite prequel. It's my favorite I too. It. It's always yeah. been my favorite. That's never yeah. changed. It's always yeah. been my favorite. Qui Gon, baby. I love the and Taco Maul. Bell stuff. It's the best. Yeah, the whole so, era. It was very cool. Did you say the Taco Bell stuff? Like all the promotion and Taco they Bell. They had all the toys. Like, all the miniature toys. toys. Yeah, like, like, that's what I remember Pepsi, as a kid. Pepsi cans. Yeah, yeah, so I think See, that's, that's the part I that I didn't like when like they went to Taco Bell and I was like, this is <laughs> too real world for me. I loved <laughs> no, it. And like it became this thing that like, you know, I think that's when it initially started my collecting stuff as a Star Wars fan. It's like, oh, I had to get all the stuff, you know, I had to get the watches yeah. and I had to get the toys and the cups and everything like that so that's what i remember so fondly on top of like i genuinely really love the phantom menace and i always have and i like it and list it higher on my list of favorite movies that everybody does more than the others mm. and i know and everyone likes leo Martin. dicaprio showing up to toy stores at midnight to get the action figures yeah. so yeah. it's a big deal by the way that was supposed to be a joke like like Anakin and Qui-Gon go to Taco Bell in the movie and it was a little too real world for me. Oh, but. I thought you meant like <laughs> literally like, I in loved real it. world. And it was, I was like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, I thought you meant like, oh, it was too much like for the advertising. No, I, I yeah, well, well, speaking of, of Qui-Gon, like, I mean, I think maybe I'm setting myself up for failure on this show because I'm get, I am getting excited about it um, in the sense that like there's a lot of High Republic thought going through my head as I'm reading all these books and, and you know, right. the comics and all this sort of stuff that kind of takes place in the air. She's producing this movie. Um, to get back to the, the Qui-Gon point is like, you know, we've been talking a lot about the Jedi's reaction to it. And it makes me think of like, take a book like Master and Apprentice that uh, kind of showcases that Qui-Gon was regularly into the whole prophecy and so I, c I can imagine that probably his whole upbringing all of the Jedi in that room were aware that oh he's into that stuff you know what I mean mm -hmm. he's like uh, into astrology and you know he's gonna say <laughs> oh he found the chosen one you, you can't you know and I just think they just probably just didn't really believe it um, that also being said the more we're learning about um, all these other ancient battles that they've they fought these other um evils out there uh that even like jedi uh lost the dooku novel or whatever they're clearly like keeping a lot of this sith stuff like locked away and they know these stories and, the, and they know that the, they're kind of out there i think that you know by the time you get to phantom menace it's it's probably a little bit like the men in black where it's like we think it's a big deal that this guy's like seeing aliens, but Kay is like, yeah, it's not a big deal. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's always a, a, a something, something that's going to destroy the earth and you only have three days to, to stop it, whatever. It's not, it, we just do this all day. So mm -hmm. hearing the possibility that the Sith are back or whatever might not actually be that crazy to, to the Jedi and what they've been doing for, 
you know, what Yoda's been doing for 900 years or 800 years. Yeah. Qui-Gon Jinn is the Tom DeLonge of uh, the Jedi. (laughs) Yes. Yes. (laughs) Like, like, one day I'm telling you. (laughs) Posts a picture and is like, this is proof. And then it's immediately proven to be fake. And he just like deletes it. (laughs) Qui-Gon Jinn just constantly deleting tweets. I don't get Um, this joke. uh, Tom DeLonge is in Blink-182. Blink-182. Angels and Airways. I love Angels and Airways. I'll say that. (laughs) Yeah. Other people Uh, got it, Lacey. (laughs) Don't worry. Um, Well, cool. Yeah. If that's all all we got about that, I mean, uh, we we can also say that the uh, Acolyte is set to begin filming in London in February of 2022. So that feels like it's right around the corner. You know, pretty exciting going into that. And that was... um, I'm going to pull it up here. That was Deadline, right? Discussing Discussing film film. that actually, yep, that ran that. Uh, So they they are saying that it's taking about that time. They're using the volume technology and all this other stuff. So, yeah. Um, Anything to add about that, guys? John, you and the production part of it? Well, you know, just based on these timeframes of these series, you know, we got Obi-Wan Kenobi filming now, probably coming out in 2022. Probably a big splash around the time of celebration for promo of that thing. Maybe a trailer heading into summer. I don't know. Who knows? But Mandalorian took about, you know, from the start of filming, it came out a year after or maybe even a year more. So I think we're looking at Acolyte. You got to, if this is accurate that they're not filming this year and they're going to start in 2022, uh, we're going to see that show in 2023, probably uh, early 2023, give a little room for Rogue Squadron and maybe whatever else they got going on. And then maybe this kind of lays the map out. Like, all right, so if we got Acolyte coming early 2023, just speculating based on if they're starting and doing the year out thing. Sure. Uh, Then is Ahsoka going to start filming, you know, summer uh, or spring of 2022? And is that going to be like the come out? It's like second quarter or third quarter of 2023. Like, how are they leading up to their film? Are they going to do something where it's like, you know, they didn't worry about Rise of Skywalker going up against Mandalorian. That seemed to work out for everybody. So maybe they're comfortable putting a show out. Maybe Mando comes back around that time. So it when when you have this this slate and that map behind Kathleen Kennedy and it's all these shows that we're starting to put the, the pieces on the wall. And it's like, all right, well, if Acolyte's filming here, it's probably going to come out here. Uh, so I like that aspect of it. But I think it, unless they this is a short series and they speed film this thing or whatever, you got to at least based on the standard that they've been doing, assume this is coming out in 2023. Yeah. And Lacey, um, thoughts on the production, you know, discussing film actually also reported, or they're saying that the acolytes lead actress is also going to be a woman of color. I I don't think that was any surprise. Um, I think we kind of knew that she had talked about how that was probably going to be the main character, but, um, thoughts on the, uh, production of it. I, the thing that stood out to me was them talking about how currently right now they're shooting Ant-Man in the volume and i was like how many things are they shooting in the volume they've got (laughs) obi-wan ant-man then they're gonna do you know mandalorian season three all this other stuff and you're like uh the thor movie too yeah there is a well i'm saying in the location the same location i believe they're shooting unless they meant that ant-man's shooting in australia which i don't think that's what they meant because paul rudd was here in la like recently so I'm assuming they're saying that it's also shooting in L.A., which to me, based on discussions we had a couple weeks ago, is like, how crazy is that schedule? And is that project manager okay with all the scheduling <laughs> of these shows that they're like, you need to be on time, no extra time? Like, More like the security guy at Pinewood or wherever. He's like, 
Do we ever get like time off? Yeah, it's it's nuts. Um, but I'm excited to see where the shows go. You know, we were talking about this just now with her thoughts on Star Wars. So I know she's just going to give us something really cool and different. And that's what I've been waiting for with Disney Lucasfilm Star Wars stuff. Yeah. So that's cool. Yeah. Now let's talk a little bit about the movies because John mentioned, you know, that we're going to get a little bit of update here. Um, Star Wars Rogue Squadron finally found its writer in Matthew Robinson. Now we actually knew that this had been being worked on. Um, and we, uh, Patty Jenkins was asked about, um, you know, the writer and who the writer was. And she said, I'm going to let, I'm going to let them have their moment whenever they decide to announce it. And then it was, it's ended up being leaked to trades. Anyway, the Hollywood reporter is the one who's uh, putting womp, this womp. together. Yeah. So <laughs> Matthew Robinson uh, looks like it's the person who's working on the story currently at the moment. Um, and uh, Matthew Robinson, uh, what was I going to say here? It's been known for doing a couple different things. Um, uh, starting with Ricky Gervais's yeah. 2009 comedy, The Invention of Lying. Um, also, Which is a an, clever movie. Yeah, an, Which another is a what? fun, clever, a clever movie. Oh. He was saying, um, a, a, a weird one to me is, I the the follow up, the sequel to the 2014's Edge of Tomorrow, which is called Live, Die, Repeat, and Repeat. Which I forgot that they were making that, but that was like I'm so pumped. announced and talked about like four years ago or yes, something so yes. i'm like i have no clue what happened to that movie um terrible title by the way oh yeah yeah, yeah. they can't figure out their titles on that particular franchise anyway they went through three official titles before landing on what it is now so i don't know anyway well, that's a side note it doesn't have anything to, be, to do with the writing yeah the first the first one was supposed to be live die repeat so then this one would be no it's supposed to be edge of tomorrow no, I'm saying the title for the first one was supposed to be Live, Die, Repeat. So then the second one would have been Live, yeah, Die, Repeat so. and Repeat. But then they switched the title mm. to Edge of Tomorrow. No, incorrect. Other way around. So it was it was originally Edge of Tomorrow. Then they did all the marketing with the catchphrase Live, Die, Repeat. And that st stuck in people's head. And they were going to go see the Live, Die, Repeat movie. And it was a big mistake in the marketing. So they tried to quickly shift the name of the movie to Live, Die, Repeat. And then they realized that was a mistake. So they then changed it a third time to Live, Die, Repeat, colon, Edge of Tomorrow, which is now the official title. And now that the sequel's coming out, they're calling it Live, Die, Repeat, and Repeat. Is he writing the sequel or something? Yes. He's writing the sequel. Yes. After oh, the first, which yeah. by the way, regardless of title, that movie's amazing. So if you haven't seen it, definitely go yeah, see it. It's really, good. really good with Emily Blunt and Tom Cruise. Um, but yeah, get them in Star Wars. Man. I know, right? Uh, that Tom Cruise guy, that guy can make movies, huh? He can, yeah. and they're always fun. All his movies are always fun to watch, and that's a big Top Gun keep, baby keep, coming out. Keep your eye on that guy. You know, <laughs> yeah. he's gonna be a big star, that you know? kid. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, am I going? Do you want, do you want me? To go? Uh, it's yeah, it's up to you if you want to take take it from there. Uh, I don't know anything about this guy except that I love Edge of Tomorrow and if he's writing the second one I'm on board but I feel bad that he didn't get the announcement that Patty Jenkins clearly wanted for him uh, womp womp hopefully he gets more of a some type of an announcement or behind the scenes reel or something where he gets to highlight a little bit of what his creative process is because I that to me is always super interesting to hear where writers come from uh, while working on the movie And but yeah that's cool John, what were your thoughts? 
Yeah, I'm just like looking at the stuff he's done. I think the only one I've seen is The Invention of Lying, which I thought was he also directed, um, which I found to be a very unique movie, which is hard to come by, um, especially the last 20 years or so. Mm. Um, so that that's good. I thought there was very clever dialogue that was fueled by how that story is laid out um, in terms of just like Ricky Gervais knowing that he could tell people anything and lying didn't exist, so they just believed it. Didn't it not do well though? Um, that movie did. I don't know about perform. I, I don't. I, I less and less do, do I care about box office. It had an eighteen million dollar budget and made thirty three million, nice. so it made money. Mm-hmm. Um, it didn't make as much money as Solo with Star Wars story, but you know what are you gonna do? <laughs> um, yeah, but it has, a lot of his stuff has high cr- uh, critic and audience praise, mm-hmm. like even the Dora movie he wrote. Uh, Love and Monsters was a huge uh, fan favorite. It didn't. I don't know what its situation was in terms of. Oh, it was came out during COVID. That's why it didn't make any money. Um, but it got a lot of praise from critics and fans. I haven't seen it yet, so I gotta maybe check that one out because um, it looks like it has that fantastical element that maybe you want to get in a Star Wars um, movie. And maybe that's the movie that's made them say like, "That's the guy I want." Yeah, you know? yeah. Because um, it's you know it's a monster adventure oh, in Star Jessica Wars. Henwick. Yeah, Star Wars for all intents and purposes is is a monster adventure in a lot of ways. So um, that that would be interesting. So that's actually the next movie I'm going to watch. Then Love and Monsters, and maybe next week on the pod I can give my thoughts on um, whether I feel good or or whatever about it. But hmm. um, uh, I just hope it's not one of those situations where he does a movie like if this Edge of Tomorrow sequel comes out before, and like James always says, like. Right on schedule, he'll put out like an absolute bomb and it'll be right before he's supposed to do his next Star Wars 100%. thing. hundred percent. Yeah, so I don't know. I mean, I mean, it's cool. Apparently, a lot of people out there in the in the social media sphere who are part of like the writing world have said like, oh, great choice, great pick. He's going to do a great job. So I think that's cool. Um, anyone, like obviously, if it's not Larry Kasdan, I'm always like, all right, well, who else can we get? Because Larry's uh, number one for me for Star Wars. But this guy's got a good track record, and he's pretty diverse in the type of movies he's written. And uh, like I said, let me check out this Love and Monsters and come back with maybe a, a stronger take. But uh, I sounds good to me. So- sounds good. That needs to be part of Lucasfilm's like, contract. They need to be like, hey, we're, we're getting you now. Your next project is the Star Wars project because you can't do any more. W- yeah, because it always seems like it's like I'm gonna do one thing and then I'll get started on Star Wars, and that one thing is always like rough, controversial, like <laughs> yeah, controversial Kathy. and all sorts of Kathy, stuff. Book of Henry, the Citizen Kane of 2016. <laughs> I swear yeah. to God. Um, no, it's funny too. Uh, we were talking about the titles, and I don't mean to go too off on something, but that move that the manga that it was it was uh adapted from was actually called all you need is kill and it was really popular and then when it got picked up by a movie that was the working title all you need is kill and they changed it to edge of tomorrow and i remember the news about it was like title are you is this a joke no it's no that changed yeah all of this is like totally serious so it it went through like so many different title changes and they, they can't seem to lock a title on this movie they always come up with like the worst I think part of it was copyright too. Edge of Tomorrow. Yeah, I think it was a copyright thing too. Like they couldn't use a certain title in the beginning, so then they had to change it, and then it. Yeah, possibly. Yeah, (laughs) I don't know, but um, but yeah, we uh, we also wanted to talk about in the news this week that uh, you know, this is kind of a weird thing, but the Star Wars Old Republic expansion announcement leaked before they wanted to do it, and then they had to kind of reverse that, and then 
you know publish it you know i'm yeah. sure it probably came ahead of time but this is um this is another one of those things that i think is so interesting that the fact that like there's a current legends piece of uh media out there that they're still doing stuff with you know what i mean and, and now this is new um a new expansion pack that's coming to star wars the old republic video game um and this is all ahead of ea play too so we can talk a little bit about that and what might be coming there but you know expect when that drops at the end of the month um to see jedi fallen order and lego star wars and you know all the all the other like mini games and stuff that are coming to like mobile and all sorts of stuff so uh, hopefully that'll be a big time um for uh star wars game gaming star wars if you will here in the future um john what were your thoughts on the old republic stuff i'm gonna pass the baton here to gillerin over there because she's way more into gaming and i think she's even may have played the old republic game or something i played so it a while I, ago yeah. but nothing go, yeah, crazy go, ahead, go for it well i mean there are a lot of fans of this game i know my my older sister and her husband have played it before and they've played it probably recently um that they love playing this game so i'm just pumped for those people to get the game that they want and they're getting expansions on it and everybody loves the old republic it's like anytime you ask a question of like what do you want to see from star wars in any medium people are always like the old republic like that's what they want Mm -hmm. um so i'm pumped for them for that i don't know if i'll personally be interested in this game specifically i'm more interested in more like the battlefront stuff um Mm -hmm. but it sucks that it got leaked because you know people have plans with marketing and stuff and it always stinks when it gets out before that but i'm pumped for old republic people you're gonna have to tell us how it is when it comes out i mean yeah i i I don't have a lot of thoughts like i said um people certainly have been clamoring for old republic stuff my only concern is that you know you're gonna expect the you know, they they botched it or they ruined mm. it or, you know, I'm just, you know, it's nothing like the old one or something. And sometimes I don't know if the juice is worth the squeeze in bringing that uh, Knights of the Old Republic thing back. It, maybe if they did something in the era but made it different, cool. But if they start bringing back all those characters, you're uh, it's, that's a hot button issue for a lot of fans because Star Wars fans are very protective of their, you know, decades old content. Mm-hmm. And I, I think you can take the Knights of the Old Republic crowd and, and elevate that by like five. I think that they're very obsessive over their Knights of the Old Republic stuff. So I'm very curious how this is going to go when it comes out. I don't like being jaded or being a pessimist, but I am kind of a realist. And I think there's going to be a little bit of hot water when this thing comes out. But if people are able to avoid that and still enjoy it, then that's cool, too. Uh, I'm not the hugest gamer. I've been dabbling a little bit in these new games that have come out. Not too much because I don't have a ton of time. But um, I'm always interested to see how it's received and stuff. Because I think sometimes when any type of Star Wars media comes out uh, based on a particular era, if they notice some kind of obviously uprise in, in um, you know, uh, focus from, you know, media attention from fans or whatever or, or in sales... It makes them think, well, where else can we, what else can we do in this era? And that could lead into other things, you know, like shows and animated shows and movies. So um, it'll be something to keep your ear to the ground on in terms of how this thing does and how it's received and all that. But here's my question real quick. And this might be a stupid question. This is an expansion. Does that mean, is it attached to an existing game or is this a new game that's coming? Oh, okay. It's, it's an attached expansion. To an- yes. It's called The Legacy of the Sith. So it comes with different levels. But it's an levels. expansion to, to what? To the what main is it? game. To 
Star Wars The Old Republic. It's like when they add That's new the maps to Battlefront. It's the same thing. When did that game come out? Is that an old game? Old Republic? Yeah. 2007? I thought it 11, came out in 2011. In the you might be more right than I am, but I, I was thinking it was something closer, Released like December pre-2010. 20th, December 20th, 2011. Because so, I played so it at New York Comic Con okay. in 2010. So la- last question then. Are they, re- are they reanimating the original for modern consoles so that you can play everything together? Or is it just like... Yeah, no, you're going to play I, your expansion, I, but you're going to play it on this system. And if you want to play the old game, you still got to dig out your PS2. You know, I mean, I don't think it's coming to consoles. I could be wrong, but I would imagine it's, it's just PC only. And people are already... Oh, okay. I mean, people are playing the game today, just it's still around. They're, they just that's are running I mean, the servers because... I, mean, I don't know yeah. anything about so, this So the game exists as of now. It's just like, it's probably been pretty, you know, stale for a long time. They're saying... Hey, we've we've now added a new area that you can get to and a new story. So, you know, that's it is going to progress the story a little further. They also said you're going to be able to go up five more levels. So now everybody will be able to I, I'm assuming max out now 80, is 75. Yeah. So it'll take you up to level 80. Yeah. yeah so I don't know. Um, it's just kind of one of those things where it's like, you know, br- brush it off. If you haven't got into it, uh, we recognize this is a very popular game. Um, and that was probably why they never wiped it from the the canon thing they said everything we make from this point on is going to be canon oh except for the old republic stuff because that, that's really popular and we're not and we're just not going to mess with it we're just right, going right. to continue to to work on it you know as it is yeah uh, and, and they're let adding it be new, its own thing yeah and they're adding new fighting styles and they're revamping character creation which will make you be able to make your characters more personalized that's pretty cool like that. yeah yeah it it really is it's like it's like adding levels like assume battlefront 3 never happened it's just like adding levels and characters and and a couple more games plays uh, games that you can play um like 10 years later you know right like 10 right. years after it came out instead of battlefront 3 which is probably just never going to happen because there was a cannon wipe and all this other stuff hey we we're giving you more content for battlefront 2 came out a long time ago so all that really is going on there um cool a couple other things to talk about um just really quick uh we we encourage that you check out um the comics the uh war of the bounty hunter comics right now vader is currently in them uh dirge which is a, a popular character um from long ago is now showing up in this uh series so yeah you got to check it out and if you don't have the money or the time to check it out uh fully properly you can always go to star wars news net and check out the you know re recap basically the what happened in these stories you'll get some some of the screenshots and you'll basically get the spoiler kind of uh plot of that what's going on there um and the reviewers will like give a rating too so you can be oh like, yeah yeah. Right, it's a, yeah yeah so maybe i skip this issue but next week i'll pick it up in sure. actual physical form or whatever um another thing is that the clone wars actually landed three daytime emmy nominations which is pretty cool Ooh. um they did their last season uh last year and while these aren't normal like daytime emmys they are lean towards the kids and children's programming and and that um but it's still to be said that there's a lot of children's programming out there and star wars is leading the pack by getting uh nominations in this category which is about as prestigious as you can do for television which would be the emmy right daytime emmy um 
Uh, last thing I wanted to talk about, and this kind of goes to the same thing with the 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 comics that we were just talking about on Star Wars Newsnet, but I also do book discussions with Kyle Larson, who's a writer on the uh, site, and we recently put out um, four videos, uh, two of which explain the plots of two books, uh, and then the other two videos are a review and then a spoiler discussion are just kind of general thoughts, kind of like how we're talking here on the Resistance broadcast about news. We read the books and we're like, what'd you think about this book? Oh, I, re- I gave it a this. Mm-hmm. And we just kind of talk them out. Um, so all, all those are good for if you've read the books. They're good for if you haven't read the books. Check them out um, and get up to date with stuff that's going on in the High Republic. Um, that being said, that's about all the news we have uh, in Star Wars world. So I'm going to let Lacey take on... Take us into the next section. All right, guys, it's time for the Patreon pod race. So there are lots of ways you can support us. You can like this video, comment, subscribe on YouTube, follow us on Twitter at RBATSWNN or on Instagram at The Resistance Broadcast. But if you want more from us, including extra content every week, mini episodes, polls, Discord access, etc. You can head to patreon.com slash resistance broadcast. Starting at $2 a month, you support the show and what we're doing and what plans we have and what we're eventually going to do. And you're just supporting us loving Star Wars and doing what we love to do, which is talk about it. So that being said, we want to give people a chance to be on the show, including our generals and spice runners. So this is the Patreon pod race. First, I want to say thank you to our Patreon generals and spice runners. So our generals are Carmelo, Andrew Staley, Jeremy Myers, John Reese, Jetta Rosewater, Paul Olson, Jake Houchins, Oliver Lewis, Frank Grande, Hass Islam, Joe Ritchie, Darth Hurricane, Timothy Hill, John Chorlton, Nick Kranz, or Kratz, uh, Christian Morales, and Val Trichkoff. Thank you guys so much. We appreciate Thanks. it. We also have our Spice Runners. Oh my God, I need to take a Ooh. breath. <sighs> spice Runners, we have David Probus, Neil Shaw, Double C, Chris, Kendall Gelnar, Ryan Wara, Dave Hornack, and Micah Harrison. Thank you guys so much. Thank you. This week, we have Jake stepping up to do the pod race, which is really exciting. (laughs) (laughs) So General Jake was asked, if you were a Sith, would you rather be the master or the apprentice and why? Jake, take it away. Hey, TRB, General Jake here. Um, I got to say, I feel like this is a pretty easy question. All you got to do is look at the scoreboard. Uh, you got all the apprentices, you got Maul, you got Dooku, you got Grievous, you got Darth Vader. All of them ended up dying. They were all doing all the dirty work for one guy, the master. That's Palpatine, baby. So, my choice, I'd have to be the master, not the apprentice. Now, since I've talked to you for about 30 seconds, I'm going to assume my apprentices died. So, I'm going to have to go find another one. General Jake, out. Awesome job, Jake. Awesome to yeah. have you back on the show. John, what did you think? I always like when they use the props. I feel like it elevates. I love the theatrics. <laughs> yeah. And uh, some of them like to do the twist endings. Like they'll they'll straight face it for their whole pod race. And then at the end, they're like, and then I'm going to do this. So <laughs> uh, I thought that was cool, Jake. Um, yeah, you made a compelling, compelling argument. I When I first pitched the question, I was like, I would think... I would pick apprentice because I feel like apprentices are always the ones that kill the master and take over their place. So if you're the master, you're going to have, you know, you need eyes in the back of your head because that apprentice is coming for you. Mm. That's how the Sith operate. They're always about for themselves. But you made a good point because Palpatine has lasted and he said, oh, it's like it's like when there's a, a, a band and it's just like. 
the lead, like Axl Rose was like the last one of Guns N' Roses and he just had all these other Guns N' Roses guys with him but it was still Axl Rose like <laughs> and he called it Guns N' Roses like that's Palpatine with the Sith he's I had all these people you listed so you made a great point there Jake you did a great job you've you may have convinced me so well done thanks for all of your support you are the man and uh see you in the chat and uh on your next go around for the Padres but you knocked it out of the park buddy thanks man James <laughs> yeah it's it's a good answer and uh, probably what i would have went with too just because like as as john's kind of presenting it he's like do you want to be the boss or do you want to be like the random run-of-the-mill employee or something it's like i think most people probably just want to be the boss the run-of-the-mill employee just wants to be the boss so yeah i i totally understand that it is funny though when you're naming all the people it's like i can almost picture palpatine like sitting back like when he's old or on his deathbed and he's like I've had lots of friends. It's like showing pictures of of like Maul and Dooku and Vader and stuff. And he's like, I've worked with a lot of really famous people. (laughs) Like, you know, kind of a funny story. But no, um, this was great. Always love seeing you um, be able to be on the show, let alone just in the general's chat. Uh, the secret generals chat in our Patreon. But yeah, um, no, it's fun. And uh, good job on the pod race. Thank you. Jake, you did an awesome job. We love having you in the community. I have to say, nothing makes me more like excited and pumped than when someone shows off their lightsabers. <laughs> like when they like light them up or they send pictures of them or they're like, look at the one I got because like, I have so many myself. So it's just like the even the noise is just like really, really exciting. Uh, great yeah. job. I would also be the master because I'm difficult. So I could never be the apprentice. <laughs> uh, yeah. So now we're going to go to John to end the show. I am not coming commenting on that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever, JJ. Um, all right. So, yeah, we have a few minutes here. Um, Can I ask to, a question? Uh, chat. Oh, depends. Is this a time to ask a question? Open chat. What <laughs> ask, are you... the, ask the resistance. <laughs> yeah, right? it really, yeah, it really. Uh, how do you guys feel about the slave name change? Because that was a big, hot topic on the Internet this week. So not not to get i mean we're gonna have some fun with it on thursday's episode oh wait not thursday's episode we're gonna have some fun with it in like 10 days on our episode 10 days uh i i think yeah um i mean bennett's probably got some things to say about it i'm sure surprise appearance uh, for for our audio <laughs> listeners uh bennett Bainey is on the mic he is uh making an announcement today that he's taking over for his father on the podcast <laughs> Because James has aged himself out of TRB. So, Bennett, welcome to TRB, buddy. What do you have to say? He's muted. He's muted. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, no, I don't know, Lacey. Uh, they, so, they changed it for the Lego thing. It's not changed in canon. I just know it was a hot topic this week. And so I kind of see say. it for both scenarios. I see it from the idea of... As a die-hard Star Wars fan, the last thing I want to see is things get changed, especially things that I'm attached to. You know, it's like one of those things like I, I don't want them to ever change the name of the Millennium Falcon because that's the sure. name. That's what I know. That's what I love. And I get it. Um, it's not well, my stuff to not make those calls. Like, I don't own any of it, so I get used to it. I just feel like there was a lot of passion and anger and frustration and kind of... A little bit of dismissing going on throughout fandom this week about what people thought about it. And I think it's one of those personal opinions that you can have it without it being hurtful to other people on both ends. Yeah, my my opinion on it is I don't think they need to change the name. I don't think Mm -hmm. that they 
that's their plan to because it, it's still on the Star Wars data bank. It's still the Slave One. Right. I think you, you, the people have shown examples with other ships on the Lego stuff. They try to really make it simple so a kid can tell his mom, like, I want this and for Christmas. Or Boba they, Fett's ship, r- yeah. Or they write to Santa that they want this for Christmas and Santa brings that to them. Um, instead of saying the Slave One, to be like, I, what, I, he, he asked me about a Slave One or something. What's the Slave just said, One? Yeah. <laughs> it's just for marketing to make it easier. It's still called the Slave One. People like, uh, they see the headline and they, they see the Lego box and they, they assume that applies to everything. It doesn't, at least as of now. Um, I don't think they should change it, though. It's, you know, I don't think that's that's necessary. Maybe the slave Leia thing, because, you know, she was literally Jabba's slave. And that's fine. She's I still didn't even have a problem. Now. Yeah, well, or ju- no, she was Jabba's prisoner. No, I'm saying the, the new that- name is Hut Slayer. Yeah, but her Where in is the outfit, that? She, she, yeah, she hasn't slayed him yet. So they call her Jabba's prisoner. Well, that's what they refer to her as. she still kills him in the outfit. So that's what they refer to the action figure as the Hut Slayer. Oh, I don't know. I, I've seen both. I've seen, when I went to the costume thing in New York, it was called Leia as Jabba's prisoner. That's what it was oh. called. Um, so my, I guess my point is that I get, and that's, that's cool because she was literally his slave, but you know, what do you, I mean, they say the Anakin and his mom were slaves in the Phantom Menace. So you're going to go back and change that. Like you can't just start doing that. And it, I get, I get that, you know, slavery was a horrible thing. And, but I don't think, I think people are smart enough to separate Star Wars from our real life and our awful history on earth. Uh, I think it's, people took it a little too far. With getting up, like, all of a sudden, like, this has been, that ship, that ship's been called that for 40 years. I've never thought about it. I've never been upset about it. But someone said something, and now I'm mad. And now, mm. it's just like, I think people get too far with it. People need to go outside and and uh, go for a walk and get some fresh air. It's not that big of a deal. If they do change it, then whatever. I don't care. All I'm saying is, I think there's bigger things we can be talking about than Boba Fett's ship. Um, but that's just my I was just curious because I know that it was kind of blowing up last week on Twitter everywhere and everybody had an opinion. So, oh, yeah. Yeah. Everyone's got their opinions. I mean, I think you guys opinions. Yeah. You guys definitely nailed out, you know, what I think was really the case. It was I think it was just the Lego guy like and he was implying things about the Disney Corporation. Like, I think it's their intent to move away from this name and stuff Mm. when when the only real thing that was said to him was, you know, use this name instead you know for this particular product or whatever and he made all these statements about how what he thought disney was intending to do or jumping to conclusions on it or whatever but i i think it's it's pretty clear that they're they're not officially changing the name of the ship or anything like that but but like as you guys were saying it's like if there's any opportunity to like maybe sidestep it or maybe put some pr on it like oh you know like what we were saying like we just kind of want the kids to be able to identify it or you know what i mean like they mm-hmm. you know like when you're watching the mandalorian you're like i want that ship and everybody's like well that's boba fett's ship but like to know the specifics of it exactly like you go into the store you're like oh it says boba yeah. fett's ship that's the one you know um but uh but no i that's interesting about the the i never considered that though with the with the slave leia thing because the hut slayer thing is looking around and it was like 2016 when that was a thing and that's when bloodline came out mm-hmm I guess. And I remember they called her when you said that, I was like, I remember they called her that in the book, but like, I never took it as like a replacement for merchandise or or how to refer to that character. I know they stopped making that that action figure of her in that outfit. I think I'm pretty sure they haven't really made it. 
recently. Yeah. Um, just because it was one of those really? things that they... Yeah, I'm pretty sure... Um, someone in the comments can definitely chime in here, um, but I'm pretty sure it was a controversial thing that they didn't want to make it anymore. Which which is weird. Well, yeah. That is weird. I mean, I don't... The, obviously, the character was never called Slave Leia. Like, that's not her name or anything that's like that. That's how I knew that's her a, growing that, up, Slave Leia. Well, I, under, <laughs> I understand, but yeah. I'm saying it's like a, it's more like a, a how do you refer to this person kind of thing, whereas Slave One, for instance, is actually the official title of the ship. Like, that's what Boba Fett's ship is Right, named. whereas Slave Leia, I think... For me, it was just referring to the outfit she's wearing, so you could determine exactly the point yeah. in the the trilogy that it was. You'd be like, "Oh well, like that character is not called Hoth Luke, you know, or, or Bespin Luke, or something <laughs> this is like all that." Action figure labeling, sure. Yes. That's all this yeah. is. Yeah, and as recently as one of the Funko Pop sets, it said Slave Leia on it. Um, I, I, I don't know if they, if they they can do whatever they want if they feel like they're so pressured that they need to stop making Leia in Return of the Jedi in the gold bikini then whatever there's five billion action figures of that and if people sure. want it they can get it I mean kids grew up with that on their poster on their wall because they loved Carrie Fisher that's just I how that was it. back then yeah it's just I think it's this just reactionary thing to to loud voices and a lot of people are like I feel like I should be mad about this when they're honestly if they were hooked up to a lie detector test they probably really aren't and I think it's just sometimes people need to go outside, get some fresh air, and relax. And maybe there are some people that are upset about it, and it's fine. But you can't change everything if one person's upset about something. And I know that's a boring narrative that people say, oh, well, then you're insensitive. It's just true. Like, talk to, like, have a real conversation with real people outside of the internet. People don't care about this. Like, it's just, it, we get so crazy online with all this stuff, and it bleeds into where Disney and Lucasfilm think like, that's how all the fans think. We got to make a change. <laughs> and meanwhile, people are like, I have never heard of this argument before. Or that's a thing people argue about? Seriously? I have bills to pay. What are we talking about? So it's just, it gets so, it just gets so crazy. And I don't know. Like, And what's going to happen if a kid buys, a kid gets an action figure that says, Leia as Jabba's slave. What is that going? Is that what are we assuming that's going to do to that child? Is that going to make that child think slavery is good? I mean, the kid's smart enough to understand that Jabba's the bad guy. To me, and Leia's yeah. the good guy. It was always so, Jabba's the bad guy, and that's why he makes her wear that terrible outfit. He's, he's a her, horrible yeah. gangster, a horrible person. That's what horrible people do. Yeah. Like. I mean, it's like Emperor Palpatine uh, action figure that shoots lightning. Our kid's going to be like, yeah, I'm going to go shoot lightning now. <laughs> like, I just, we all got to just, I, everyone's got to go outside. That's what we all got to do. We gotta go well, outside. I know when I was growing up, the, the whole slave wave thing, first of all, I thought she looked beautiful in that bikini. I was like, she is she did. beautiful. Uh, second of all, I recognized that she clearly was in a terrible situation with a terrible slug person. That is disgusting that then embarrassed her by making her wear this. Like, that was the whole point. So I know Carrie Fisher had talked out, like, spoken out about this whole outfit and everything and how she didn't really like it. But at the same time, you see clips of her, like I, I shared on Twitter the other week, where she says, look, but he's straightforward. He's a terrible person. And that's right. what I like about him is he's just gross and terrible and, like, doesn't care what people think. And that is Jabba. And that's one of the things that makes me love Jabba so much is that he's so straightforward. It's just, like, a he's terrible, a good, bad guy. Yeah. terrible creature. And I remember just, I still feel now, but when I was little, I always thought, like, oh, man, I wish we got more Jabba. Because I feel like right. I just didn't get enough Jabba. So yeah. hopefully someday. 
And you know, if Carrie Fisher says it, it's good enough for me. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and I mean, who better than the person who actually had to do like be in the costume and all that stuff and do all that. But if they change and again, if they change it, I'm not going to be like, I can't believe it. I can't believe they changed it. Okay. I, I don't, I'm not buying these figures anyway. I don't care. But mm. I, I'm just saying like, put your focus elsewhere. Like make good movies, make good shows. Like let's worry less about what we're call, calling our action figures. Like who cares? Good God. Anyway. <laughs> well, that was fun. <laughs> yeah. yeah, your All question right. lit John up, I think, a little bit. <laughs> I was just well, curious because I'm just in the, the position craziness of, out there, man. I know, but I'm I'm often in the position of I get why people get upset and protective of things because I'm that way myself growing up with all these things like Luke Skywalker and stuff. So I understand it. That never excuses being rude or mean or condescending exactly. or terrible right. to anybody online from right. both angles. I think yeah, you need to so look at it from both sides and say, okay. This person's freaking out about a name, like chill out. But then there's also the people on the other side that are telling the people to chill out that don't understand how much this one thing might mean to that person. So I'm just telling yeah. everybody to maybe take a breath and just calm down and like recognize I, that everybody's going through different things in their life. I always We're think, all Star Wars I always fan. think if it's if it's not yeah. a big deal, then why can't we change it? You know, kind of one of those things. Sure, sure. Yeah. Like if you're arguing that it's not a big deal and I shouldn't be up so upset about it or something like that, if it's not a big deal, then you should be okay with the the change happening because it's not a big deal, yeah. right? right? But it's kind of a kind of a big deal to me. We just so. all love Star Wars, yeah. and I think every time I see it, an instance like that, that no matter what the situation, situation is within reason i think there needs to be an understanding of where people are coming from from the side of i don't want to change things and it's not necessarily a bad thing if someone's attached to something that means something to them yeah. now i'm not talking about like terrible terrible things that need to change like i'm talking about like hey i of really course. like this character i don't want it removed from the show yeah like that yeah. kind of stuff yeah and yeah. You know, full disclosure sometimes the people who soapbox and like go at the, the 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 idiots who are complaining about this stuff are wait hold on not always idiots sometimes they're just passionate no i'm saying the ones who are go mean. crazy okay. yes the ones who go crazy and then you have the soapboxers who are like put them in their place and they think they're speaking for the whole community and stuff like those people are even more annoying and it almost <laughs> makes you want to side with the idiots so it just gets so crazy but anyway like we said just everyone just relax it's gonna be all good um, Boba Fett doesn't care. Harrison Ford doesn't care. That's for sure. Um, all right. That takes us to the end of the show. We want to thank everybody for listening and watching, being part of TRB. Uh, like Lacey said, if you want to be uh, subscribed to the YouTube channel, good stuff. Like, leave a comment, share it. Also, we are on every podcast feed too. So wherever you like your podcast, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Podbean, we're there. SoundCloud, uh, hit us up there. We're noticing a, an uptick on our audio audience, um, which is most of our audience actually. So thank you all very much for that. Make sure you go to Star Wars Newsnet, like James said. Not just for your reviews, but also all of your Star Wars news every day. Uh, we have a lot going on there. Also some cool editorials. And as things ramp up, we're going to have more stuff going on, on the site as well. You can find me on Twitter at Johnny Hoey, writing and editing at StarWarsNewsNet.com. And my movie podcast, Just Like the Movies, uh, comes out usually every two weeks. We just did an episode on Goodfellas this past week. Hope you get to check it out and enjoy it. Uh, James, how about you? Uh, Twitter and Instagram at Meyer Trunks. Uh, the book discussions videos I talked about earlier, and Fridays are Bad Batch episodes. So if you want to check those out, come and say hi. Right on, Lacey. Um, so I didn't get to do the outpost this week, but I will do it soon. 
Don't worry. Nice. I, have ton- I had other stuff coming, so I wanted to wait until those things arrived. Uh, mm-hmm. But you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Lacey Gillarin, and maybe someday dressing up as Slave Leia because it's been a dream of mine, and now I'm going to do it, I think, eventually. Rock and roll. <laughs> All right. And now I'm going to so, do it eventually. Yeah. Eventually. <laughs> so we hope everyone enjoys the rest of your July 5th, whether you're off or at work. We hope you had a good time with us here, and we'll see you next time right here on the Resistance Broadcast. We'll see you around, kids. Bye.